Hey everybody, TLC back again with another episode. Today we are going to be talking about everyone's favorite thing to talk about these days, race. I have a very simple philosophy in race that I'm actually quite proud of. I'm going to show you guys it right after our meme segment. So, today's meme is, uh, I don't know if any of you, I mean I'm assuming everyone here knows what a Christmas carol is, not like the song, like Jingle Bells, but like the movie, A Christmas Carol. And uh, I don't know how many of you know the Mickey version, like the one with Mickey Mouse. And uh, basically, one of the things, or the well, the meme we have today is based on that. And you know, at the end, in the like bad timeline. This is a terrible explanation. You know how the Ghost of the Future brings Scrooge to see um, when Bob Cratchit's kid dies, little uh, Tim, and he's just, and then he's like, you know, so he goes to his grave. So then uh, <laughs> the meme says, "Pro-choicers be like," and it shows that the, it shows that scene with uh, Bob Cratchit at the grave of his son. It's like this is a happy ending because he's not poor anymore. And that having uh, been more active lately and, you know, argue with more pro-choice people, that is honestly a view they seem to hold, which is a little sad and pretty messed up. But anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about more abortion stuff next time. This time we are going to be focusing on race issues because this is something I've actually been wanting to talk to about about a little bit. So, uh, let's get this started. This is my incredibly wise race relations philosophy. If you care about somebody's race, you're racist. Yes, you heard that right. If you care about race, you're racist. That's, that, that's not technically the definition. The definition of racism is believing one race to be superior to another. However, this philosophy is... Um, Similar to one made a while ago by a guy named Martin Luther King Jr. So, uh, Dr. King said this one during one of his famous speeches. He said that he hoped there would be a day where people would not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And the point here is that, as I'm sure most of you know already, MLK was one of the biggest civil rights movement leaders of all time. And he was very much against racism. However, when you look at people today, when they're talking about racism, they're, one, usually screaming at some kind of high, disturbing pitch, and two, don't seem to be following the mantra of not caring about skin color. That seems to be more a lot, like, a lot more about white people bad and the black people good. That then, like, you know, we should all be equal. They kind of throw a qual- the word equality in there somewhere, but then the rest of it is just like, yeah, uh, white people are the cause of all evil in the world and must be erased. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're talking about sometimes. Obviously, the white slave owners were not good people, but that doesn't mean all white people are evil. That's like saying because the people who bombed Pearl Harbor were evil that all Japanese people are bad. That's ridiculous. 
Black people also held slaves, even in America, but especially in Africa. In fact, the main reason slavery, the main reason slavery came to America was because African tribal leaders sold prisoners of war from their tribal warfare into slavery and sold them to the Dutch and the Americans and the other Europeans for a healthy profit. Nobody's saying all black people are evil, but this is the thing that they did. Like, Africans did this. It was a way to make money and a way to get rid of prisoners of war that they didn't want to keep. Another issue is obviously the idea of the concept of whiteness being evil. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like, if somebody said the concept of blackness is evil, they would get dogpiled on and thrown out of the country. But, like, why is saying whiteness is evil okay? None of that is okay. Maybe dogpiling someone and throwing them out of the country is a bit far, because you're allowed to hold, like, opinion. But it's still not morally right to think that a certain race of people is evil because of the color of their skin, because that's what you're doing. And you can say all of the excuses. I've heard every excuse that these people come up with, like, oh, well, they were oppressors, they were this, they've done this. But that doesn't mean that the people that are white nowadays do that. And you're only basing that off of the color of their skin. Lots of white people have been oppressed by other people, too. Like the Irish, who are technically white by all by their skin color, have been through a lot of crap. Like, lots of, I don't know, like, Hungarian, other Eastern European people have gone through a lot of problems. So, you know... It's not only people of uh, darker skin colors that have issues or have had issues as a as a culture. And even on top of that, it still doesn't mean that the people nowadays who are alive are to blame for what their ancestors did hundreds of years ago. And when we have even high ranking people like Harvard professors repeating this creepy racist rhetoric we have a problem it's honestly like a really big issue with society right now that like the whole racism against white people thing it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous we have a lot of white people to thank for the things that we have to have in this country like even the founding of this country we have black people to thank, too, obviously, but there are also a lot of white people to thank. There are people of all kinds of skin colors to thank. And skin color shouldn't really matter. Like, the goal of leaders like MLK wasn't to demonize white people. It was about bringing about equality for all races. Just like how the goal of feminism originally wasn't to demonize men, and people like Susan B. Anthony just wanted to have equal political rights. And on top of that, Anthony and a lot of her uh, feminist leaders, her other co-leaders in the feminist movement, were very pro-life and understood that women uh, excel best in the home and all of these things. And like, they understood that there are, those are places where women can do better than men, so they should kind of focus there. Because you play to your strengths. You don't try to play to other people's strengths. 
because that usually ends badly for you. And lo and behold, when the new third wave and fourth wave feminism, because I think I think they're on like the third wave now, but some people call it the fourth wave. I don't really know. I don't really care. But anyway, third or fourth wave feminism, whatever floats your boat. Get it? Because it's a wave. So it floats the boat. Okay. Um, anyway, third or fourth wave feminism has tried to do that where they try to have women just do men things or they don't need men or any of these things and then we have uh, some weird things going on because uh the feminism kind of just led to the transgender movement and now they support that and it's caused a lot of problems for women and it's just a big crap show. It's really not great. It is, it is not nice at all. Both the civil rights movement and the feminist movement started off with good intentions, did something good, and then kept going and kind of derailed something completely insane. Like, MLK, as I said before, would never want to attack white people just because slaveholders were white. Like, he was a very strong opponent of anti-white racism, that was springing up from activists like Malcolm X, who were attacking people like MLK because they weren't racist against white people. There is no conceivable way to blame the evils of the past on whites nowadays. And even on top of that, whites also helped blacks gain freedom as well. There were evil white people that attempted to keep slavery legal. There were also many good white people that fought to end slavery in the Civil War, and lots of them died fighting for that. The men who signed the 13th Amendment into law were all white. The man who signed the Emancipation Proclamation, Bill Abe Lincoln, was definitely white. Like, we should be striving for racial harmony in this country. That's what MLK wanted. He didn't want people to be fighting each other over race or fighting each other over race but switched around. Like, he doesn't want white people attacking black people, but he doesn't want black people attacking white people either. He wants he wanted everybody to be in harmony. And I also want that, and I think lots of people really want that. It's basically just the ability to hang out with people without having to worry about the color of your skin. As much as people today love to say that color blindness, or the concept of, you know, not caring about people's skin color is racist... The words judge not by the color of your skin kind of imply colorblindness. So I guess by that marker, MLK is racist now. Like, I don't know. These people, as you can see, they have gone off the rails of what people like MLK, Rosa Parks, really wanted and created some kind of whole different can of worms that has just caused problems and more discord and chaos and problems in our society overall. At least the side that thinks MLK is racist is also the side that thinks that men can be women and women don't exist and babies don't exist and Biden is a mentally stable individual. So, you know, I think we're good on this one. Unfortunately for us, this gets worse. Remember how I said that progressive movements like the civil rights movement and feminist movement started really well, but have now kind of started veering over the edge into something that is really not meant to be? 
what they were meant to be. Even more recently, they've now kind of just gone to full circle and brought us back to where we were before we had these movements, but now it's, like, arguably worse. I'll use these two examples again. Let's start with feminism, because women, ladies first, I guess, I don't know. The point of the feminist movement is about, was about gaining equality for women in, you know, the public sphere and whatnot, because they were, and I mean, they, women were pretty good, had it pretty good in America, they could get jobs, they, they could go outside and, and stuff, it's just like generally, most of the, in most cases, women couldn't own property, and if women owned property, would move to their husband when they got married, uh, Women also tended to be, you know, it, it was like they tended to stay in the home or it was very much expected they would stay in the home. And they also made less money than men because for some reason, but that incentivized employees to hire more women, but only in places like mills where they would do work that was considered womanly, like sewing and men still did work that was considered manly, like most other things. So, I mean, that's not the worst thing, but I can understand why women would want to be, you know, have some more equality there, maybe just, like, equal pay for that work. And, uh, you know, feminists were also against lots of other issues with society, like child labor, which was a big thing that's really, really bad. (laughs) They were also against, uh, like, other exploitative things, like abortion, Yes, they were against abortion when it was the real original feminist, like Susan B. Anthony. But yeah, their big thing was equal pay, equal job opportunity, voting rights. Voting rights was a big thing. Honestly, I've met women who don't want the 19th Amendment to exist anymore. Like, they want to revoke it. They want to take away voting rights from women, and they are women. So that if that isn't an indicator of how bad it's gotten, then I don't know what is. But anyway... Third wave feminism was uh, where the whoopsies that were kind of started a bit in second wave really just exploded into something really bad. The first was demonizing men as ontologically evil fiends who only want to rape women and keep them chained up, which is not something any early feminist and any normal person would agree with. Like, the hatred of men is absolutely ridiculous and it's just so pervasive in society right now and it's not sometimes it's very explicit like the kill all men and all men are pigs feminists but i mean i guess most normal people aren't well no all normal people aren't like that which is most people then there are some of the crazy people and then the rest of it is not exactly like super overt but more things like just very much, uh, not very much, uh, like kind of just pushing um, a thing of women being a lot more important than men, or women get a lot more things than men, they get a lot more focus than men, especially on things like mental health issues where men actually are doing a lot worse than women. And it's, it, again, it's a feminist society, so we're getting these things, but. Feminism, again, was about equal rights. So it was about equality. It wasn't about pushing men down to get women up. That was never a thing. 
Like, that that was never something that they wanted. They just wanted to be equal. The second big whoopsie is the going against their own tenets most of the time. Like, nowadays, feminists support abortion, which defeats the purpose of motherhood and takes away one of women's greatest strengths. Something pretty much every early feminist understood. Like... If there's one thing you can do that the other side can't do, you'd think you would focus on that thing. Like, only women can be mothers. Only women can give birth to children. It's like a superpower. I know that sounds cringy, but, like, it's you're the only people that can do it. Men can't do it. Men can't get pregnant. So, like, why would you then throw away the one thing that could, I don't know, give you an advantage? Like, for example, the concept of women as mothers was the reason why they were so effective at getting rid of the child labor movement, because the idea was, oh, well, they're women, and they're better at taking care of children, so they must know what's better for children, so we should get rid of this thing because they say it's bad for children. Like, so it, it was actually largely the feminist movement that helped get rid of child labor, which is obviously one of the most evil things that has happened in American history, the allowance of child labor out of just pure greed because it's easier to, and cheaper to hire children, even if it's a terrible toll on them physically and mentally and could easily cause them to die and cause thousands of children to die. They also nowadays support sending women to jobs instead of starting families, which is, again, removing another uh, one of women's greatest strengths, which is holding together a family and whatnot and do being good at family things, which women tend to be better at than men. In this weird battle to be equal with men, despite the fact that we excel in different things, so even though we can be equal in terms of rights and we're equal in terms of human dignity, we're not going to be exactly the same. We each have things that we can do better than the other. There are things men excel at, there are things women excel at. We're not supposed to be exactly the same because we're not exactly the same. We're equal in terms of rights, in terms of what we can do, but we're not equal in terms of, like, Everything across the board is exactly the same. Like, we have different bodies, different chemical makeups, different brain functions, and all of these things. So, you know, we're not exactly biologically and physically the same, but we're equal in terms of human dignity and the rights that we get from the Constitution and our human rights. But if one of the old feminists, like Susan B. Anthony, came back to life somehow and saw the modern feminist movement, I'm pretty sure she'd be appalled because they don't really do the same things that feminists did back then. And it's just really, really messed up what they do nowadays. And the worst thing is the total extreme support of transgenderism at the point where they'll kick out feminists who don't like that. Like, things like, uh, you know, how J.K. Rowling is anti-trans, or apparently was, because now, in the new Hogwarts Legacy game, there's a trans character. I don't want to get into that right now. You can look that up yourself if you want to, if you want to curse your search history. But, yeah, there is a trans character in the new Harry Potter game, so I guess J.K. Rowling folded to the trans people. I don't know. But, yeah, so... Now, with transgenderism, we're basically bringing women back to the starting point of this whole thing. 
Men are taking over women's sports, women's spaces, and even women's celebrations. Now, National Women's Day is being just taken over by men who are wearing, you know, like, female costumes. Like, it, it, honestly, I don't know why more women aren't upset about this. Like, it's basically a mockery of you. Like, they are literally, they, I mean, they're, well, most of these people are mentally ill, which is why they think they're women, they have gender dysphoria, but, like, some of this is just a mockery of women and womanhood. It's basically like blackface, but for women, it's, it's, it's woman face. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, now you could, are you could argue that women nowadays have less rights than a man if that man is wearing a dress and makeup. Like, a woman who tied with Leah Thomas, a transgender swimmer, in fit, who they were tied for fifth place, she got knocked down to sixth just so that Thomas could pose with the trophy instead of her. So she got replaced by, by a man. Thanks, feminism. Then after that, just a few days ago, I think it was like about a week ago now, Drew Barrymore, an incredibly annoying feminist TV host, literally kneeled down to Dylan Mulvaney, the face of trans women, who is a man. Like, biologically, that is a guy. And on, on, and on live TV, this feminist kneeled down to a man. Like, they've just gone back to full circle. They've literally just taken the whole thing and gone, whoop. Now women are better than men again, I guess. I don't know. The patriarchy won in the end. Yay. <laughs> I don't, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And now I'll show you how the civil rights movement came full circle. So, obviously, the biggest issue of the civil rights movement is solving the inequalities in races. And the biggest, probably the main uh, point where they started to just veer off into the woke abyss of nothingness was their blatant racism against white people, including their literal discrimination against white people, like, you know, choosing black people over white people and colored people over white people for jobs at colleges through affirmative action, which was meant to be temporary and even though kind of made sense in the context it was never meant to be permanent, and now it's just kind of, maybe it wasn't a good idea in the first place. But the biggest, biggest thing that I really, 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 really hate is the use of the term POC, or BIPOC, if you feel so inclined. They're basically the same thing. One of them means POC is person of color. BIPOC is black and or indigenous person of color. But it's literally the same thing as in the late 1800s and 1900s. Well, not even late 1800s. Probably like, no, yeah, throughout the 1800s and 1900s, the term colored was often used to describe non-whites and segregate them from society. Nowadays, they just use POC. It's the same thing. POC means person of color, which is just another way to say colored person. And while the term isn't necessarily being used harmfully, it is being used to segregate and separate whites and blacks 
Like, even on college campuses, black students are calling to be segregated. In California, there was recently a law that was passed that is trying to set up, like, these weird segregated zones of black people. And their logic is that they have to be separated from white people because of the harm that these white people's existence is causing upon them. Like, it's, it's ridiculous and stupid. But... It is creating separation and sowing hatred between races for no reason. Like, also, even the positive, like, discrimination in favor of black and brown students is harmful for us. We'll take me, for example. I'm an A student, if I do say so myself. I'm top of the class, high GPA, all of that stuff. And I received an award from the college board, who are the people that run all the AP and SAT stuff. And they're also quite possibly scammers, but, I mean, it's more because they've kind of just monopolized the entire AP class uh, idea. Again, not going to get into that tangent right now. Point here being, they do give out awards based on lots of different things, and one of the awards they offer is the National Hispanic Recognition Award. And that's, I mean, I'm not really against, like, racial awards as a whole. Because, I mean, I guess it's a nice concept, but there should also be a white, but if you're going to do that, then there should also be a white person award. I don't know what you would call that, like, the National White Award. (laughs) This sounds dumb. It's like, behold, the National White Award. You are super white. Like, I I, I don't know, but... If, if you're going to do racial wars, there should be an award for every race, not just every race except white, because that's stupid, and racist. But anyway, the minimum to receive the, the award was a 3.5 GPA. For those of you who don't know, that's basically average. Like, I mean, in my school, it's very difficult to get a 3.5 GPA because you have a weighted system, but I know some other schools have that, so it's, like, it's super... Like, you have to be, like, hardcore failing a lot of classes to have to get the 3.5. But, like, even on a non-weighted scale, 3.5 is basically, like, straight B pluses or straight Bs, and that's not awesome. Like, that's kind of... That's kind of average. So, it, it... for an award that's supposed to be for, you know, special, high-ranking students, why is the parameter so low? Like, the only parameters are you have to be at least an average student and you have to be Hispanic in some way. You have to have some kind of Latino blood in you. Like, why? The award is basically just for you being a Latino. It doesn't feel like recognition for your grades. It feels like recognition for you being Hispanic. So that makes it feel like the effort you put in to get that 4.5 or 4.8 or 4. whatever you got doesn't matter because you just got it because of your skin color. You got it because you're Hispanic. And there's also a black person award for that, which is prob- it's probably about the same thing. And even on the other side of this, like in the other way, this also hurts people because if you push kids forward into uh, like into schools that they may not be as good in, then it's going to cause problems for them too. Like, for example, if you put a black or Hispanic student who got 
that 3.5 GPA, if you push him through to an Ivy League school, he's not going to do as well as all the other kids in there who are rocking 4.5, 5.0 GPAs and are doing all this high-level work because he's just not built for that. And that has nothing to do with skin color. That has to do with some people are better at rigorous academics and other people are better suited for other things that aren't academic, like sports or trades or all of these things. There are lots of different things for different people in the world because we're all very different. But, like, you could take the example with any race. It's not me being racist and saying, oh, well, black people are dumb so they can't get into college. Like, no, I'm not saying that people who aren't white shouldn't be able to go into college. There are obviously lots of smart people who aren't white, and there are lots of dumb people who are white, I'm sure. But... There are lots of dumb people who are black, and there are lots of dumb people who are brown. There are lots of dumb people who are every color. There are lots of smart people who are every color. The color doesn't matter. The color isn't the point of their argument. The point of the argument is students who are not as good should not be going into high-level classes because they'll start doing badly, and that'll be bad for them. Like, an Ivy League college admitted somebody who just wrote Black Lives Matter over and over and over again in their, uh, what's the word, what's the word for the thing? supplementary essay like what why would you do that that's ridiculous that person obviously wasn't trying or they came with some kind of incredibly weird and dramatic ploy and you just fell for that but you know i i'm not not certain that that person is going to do incredibly well in college or uh, that person is going to do incredibly well but they're going to be getting a degree in like lesbian dance theory and africana studies so it will basically be worthless except to become a college professor in that field at another college that's teaching lesbian dance theory and Africana studies. So you won't be able to, like, really do anything with that degree. But honestly, the thing that really gets me is the POC-only areas. Like, that's just ridiculous, man. Like, come on. Like, as Steve Dace once said, history doesn't just repeat, it rhymes like, this is ridiculous. We're just having segregation again, but under a new name and, tr- like, more benign-sounding, but still really bad and weird and disturbing and just not nice or good. I read once in a history book that America was described as a melting pot, but the book said that America is really more like a salad. And I this—bear with me. This makes sense in the end. Basically, the idea is that everybody from all different cultures comes together, but in the salad, you can still see everybody as their own separate things, but we're still together in the salad. This is a really weird analogy. Please just continue bearing with me. In the melting pot, everybody's melted together into one thing. So, on this note, I'll have to disagree with the book here, and I'm going to go with the first thing that was previously said where America should be the melting pot. Like, we shouldn't be caring about everybody else's personal thing. I mean, not that we should, like, not care about it at a, like in a malicious way. Like, oh, I don't care about you. And we shouldn't be hating people because of it. We shouldn't have bad opinions about somebody because of where they come from or the color of their skin or how they look or these things. Because we should all be all together as one under one moniker of Americans. 
Like, that's the point of us all being together in the country. We need to have some national pride. We need to stop seeing people as blacks or Latinos or whites, but just as Americans. Only then will we have the things that people like MLK and Rosa Parks really wanted. Only then will it bring an end to discrimination of any kind against any race, white or dark. And only then will we have true racial harmony, peace, and pride in all being Americans together. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This one was a bit longer than the previous ones, but this is actually the length I've been trying to go for, so this is good. Uh, next time, we're going to be doing a little piece on pro on the pro-life movement, moving back to abortion, because abortion is a thing that I really don't like, and we're going to get rid of it. And I, I hate abortion. Abortion sucks. We're going to focus on abortion a lot later, because I have a lot of abortion things to talk about. Um, so tomorrow is going to... Not tomorrow. Next week is going to be about... <laughs> Uh, pro-life movement and abolition movement and if you're confused about those two things what they are and what they do and yada 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 uh, I'm not going to say too much about it now because you're going to hear more next week uh, sorry again about this being on another Wednesday but yesterday I was sick, I got a weird random head cold, I had a ton of work so I kind of did all my work and just dropped and then I didn't even end up going to school today because I got sick it, was not, it wasn't fun but I'm feeling better now, I'm going back to school tomorrow unfortunately which is not great and have calc tests to pray for me um, uh, what was we gonna say? Uh, again, please follow me on Twitter at WeNeedTLC. I'm up to like 57, 57, I think it is now, which is not bad for like, yeah, 60. Oh, we hit 60. Nice. 60 followers. So I'm up to 60 followers. So we're getting close to that hundred mark. Again, I only joined like, I joined less than a year ago, so I don't think that's so bad. Um, yeah, I think it's just really great, doing really well right now. Um, and if you have any other questions, you know, Twitter or something like that, you can always email me at weneedtlc at gmail.com. Or if you have Twitter, just give me a follow on Twitter at weneedtlc. Thank you, guys, and I will see everybody next week. Though not exactly next week, because it'll be a day earlier. Hopefully, please, we'll get back to TLC Tuesday. We really need to do that. Tradition is nice. Uh, I will see everybody later. God bless. TLC, out.